Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, yes, people. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen, a long-awaited episode. Yeah, it's been a long while since we uh, were here with the Mariah Carey episode. Let me explain a little bit about what's happened. May is always a busy month for me with uh, Brighton Fringe Festival. And then since then, uh, Chris has been at a festival. Uh, We were scheduled to record this podcast uh, a couple of times. I got ill, uh, had a really, really bad uh, cough and cold. Uh, And plus, we've been trying to arrange the schedule to get... uh, uh, the guest on this episode. The guest this week is none other than my wife, Jenny Fensom, uh, which will mean nothing to most of you, uh, but means a lot to me. She's my wife. I love her. She's all right. Uh, we've been married for a while now as well. Um, anyway, so as I say, thank you for joining us. If this is the first time you're hearing uh, an intro since you just we, we gained a load of listeners during the break. Uh, I think we went up on a few new apps, Samson's app. Uh, we kind of charted in America, which was a a really weird experience for us we didn't ever expect to hit the podcast charts in the states but we did so uh, to all the new listeners welcome along um basically what we're doing here we are reviewing every single uk number one album of the 90s in excruciating detail sometimes we love them uh sometimes we hate them with music fans we always try and go in and uh, want to enjoy things we don't, don't go into things to give them a kicking for the sake of it but uh, we're both kind of assholes so uh, giving things a kicking can be a little bit of fun. Anyway, I want to give a big shout out to our uh, um, our American listener Walker Tate, who uh, has been very very generous sending us donations. Um, we don't have a Patreon or anything along those lines, so we just have an open PayPal. If you want to send us a donation, the details are at the back of the episode. Um, we do appreciate it; keeps the the lights on. Maybe at some point we'll do a Patreon, um, but you know it takes us so much hassle to get a fucking episode recorded that uh, planning ahead you know you'll get the idea it's uh it's not something we always have a lot of time for uh i want to give a shout out to a devil's times five podcast i recently did a guest appearance talking about superhero films superhero horror films specifically that's a great little podcast my good friend briny uh my good friend cliff uh and all the other guys on there emily luke brilliant brilliant little podcast if you like horror films i do recommend you check it out those guys really 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 know what they're talking about and uh, it's a lot of fun um yeah i'm in the process of running a series of outdoor gigs in Brighton at the Brighton Outdoor Open Air Theatre with Funny That, the company I work with. So if you fancy any of those, come along, check them out. I'm going to be down in Bath, uh, MC and Comedia, 16th of July. If anyone's down that neck of the woods, come along, say hello. And then after that, Chris and I are both going to be in Edinburgh for a week of the Fringe. Uh, we're going up the week of the Rage Against the Machine gig. If you're going to be in Edinburgh uh, for the Fringe that week, maybe give us a shout uh give us a shout on one of the social medias and maybe we'll arrange a little mini pcl meetup but yeah so this week's episode is all about meatloaf's bat out of hell part two uh i won't go to too much detail we talk about it in the episode but yeah i hope you enjoy it and next one's going to be on nirvana's in utero we're going to attempt to be on a slightly more regular schedule but we will see if that happens um anyway guys thank you for joining us we will be back soon enjoy this episode let us know what you think on socials take it easy
Yes, yes, people, welcome to another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. My name is Dave Fensom. I am joined, as always, by my partner, Mr. Chris DeGreer. Hello, everybody. And this week, we've got a very, very special guest, uh, and I put the emphasis on the word special. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are joined by none other than Jenny Fensom, a person in her own right who happens to be my wife. <laughs> Hello, yes, everyone. Welcome, Jenny. Hello. Hello, Jenny. How the fuck are you? You all right? I'm fine, thank you. Did you sleep well last night? I live with you, so you know exactly how I am. I don't. You sleep in a different room because of a child yes. anyway um, so yeah this week we are here to talk about uh, Meatloaf's uh, not second record sixth, sixth or seventh sixth studio album sixth, sixth studio album sixth studio album but the follow up to the absolute monster on so many different mm. levels Bat Out of Hell uh, the imaginatively named Bat Out of Hell 2 colon back into hell colon imagine putting your colon <laughs> Mate, imagine Meatloaf's colon. Oh, I, mate, I don't. Can you imagine? I reckon you could use it as the uh, the structure for a building. I think it needed a coffin of its own. Probably <laughs> one of the most common ingredients in a meatloaf. The co- colon. <laughs> colon. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like. Yeah. I, wasn't that the guy that was the Secretary of Defence under George Bush? Oh, co- colon Powell. Colon Powell. Yes, yeah. Right. Colon Powell. Um, so yeah, exactly. This is the it's the kind of the official follow up. It's not the next one after because uh, Bad Out of Hell, the original was 1977. And this came out in 1993, but it is the first one that they have officially called the sequel to Ballad of Hell. Well, they fell out, didn't they, for a while, Jim Steinman and... uh, They did a little bit, yes. I mean, the the, the history kind of is that, for anyone who doesn't know, Jim Steinman is the guy who writes uh, the music for all of these albums. Um, He writes for other people, but he's uh, always written with Meatloaf, and so... Essentially, what you're listening to is Meatloaf singing a Jim, Jim Steinman album. And they did fall out a little bit uh, through the 80s. And it came to a point, uh, just after they released Ballad of Hell, the record company were like, oh, great, do that again. Do that right away again, because it's a huge hit. Uh, Meatloaf got ill, couldn't do it. Jim Steinman released his own solo album, uh, which includes some songs that were then included on this. And Meatloaf was a bit pissed off by that. And then yeah. it, it, it all kind of went a bit pear-shaped. But they did stuff on and off, but in the early 90s, they fully made up and started working on this album. All right, so uh, obviously we always talk a little bit about where we are with certain artists before that. Now, Jenny, why have we brought you in to be the guest on this episode? When you say brought her in... <laughs> I, live, very, I live here. At the very beginning of this podcast, yeah. whenever we looked through the list of everything that was coming up... Yeah. You said to Jenny at that point, like right at the, in the, the start of 1990s albums, yeah. oh, is there anything coming up that you'd want to be part of? And pretty much instantly, Jenny was like, well, Meat Loaf's Bad Out of Hell too, obviously. Yeah. Like, as, as if it wasn't even a question. Well, so why, why is that, Jenny? Well, when I were but a nine-year-old girl, I was very much into um, things like dragons and crystals, tarot cards, and all that kind of oh, shit. sure, yeah. So... This so was you, just, you're, a, you're a middle-aged goth woman. I was, basically, and always have been a middle-aged goth woman. Um, yeah, so basically, when I was, was when I was a nine-year-old child, my father uh, wouldn't really play any sort of, like, radio at all in his car or at home. Uh, so there was never any, like, current music playing in our house, really, at all. So it was all just my dad's vinyls, which were things like, to be fair on the bloke... Mm. Talking Heads, Roxy Music, David oh, okay. Bowie. Yeah. You so know. It's, it's a good sort of education in music. Yes. I, I swear to God, if you ever fucking pluralise the word vinyl again, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> Did I say vinyls? You said vinyls. <laughs> Did I? Oh, good Lord. Life. 
<laughs> Dave likes to keep his vinyls with his Legos. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. This sounds like you had, in the house, a load of good music going on. A lot of good music mm. going on. Sure. So, but I was at school. <laughs> what can we do about that? <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. So, um, yeah, so I said to my dad, because all my little friends were listening to stuff that was in the charts, and I said to my, to my dad, Dad, could you go out and get me some new music? I want to listen to some new music. So... What he went out and bought me was Back Out of Hell 2, wow. Back Into Hell. Wow. <laughs> colon, Back Into yeah, Hell. Colon. God, okay. So in, this is 1993 and there is so much good music coming through. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, so much stuff. Yeah, you've got, you know. You've My got, dad wasn't listening to any of it. <laughs> so yeah, you've got Nirvana breaking through. You've got the grunge explosion. You've got a uh, rave. Yeah, I mean, in a the, load of hip hop. I mean, in, in chart music, you've got, uh, you've got the boy band revolution going through. Sure, you know, I mean, you've got. We, we've done stuff like even like the U2 album was massive this year yeah. and the Jamiroquai album was massive. E17. Pop chart uh, and your dad. Yeah, but Dave, I'm, I'm telling you, he took one look at my bedroom with all of its weird like real animal skulls <laughs> and taxidermy <laughs> everywhere and crystals and dragons yeah. and he went, yep. He looked at his bank statement and saw that a lot of the debit card purchases had been from a shop called Moonwolf. Yeah. yeah. They were. Yes, yes they were. <laughs> No. Okay. Well, fair enough. In that case, he made uh, an informed decision. He made a decision. wise decision. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Should he have done that? Well, that that will remain to be seen. Won't so it? he bought you the CD. He bought me the CD. So this was yours. And did you love it instantly? Well, I liked. Obviously, I liked the big single. Right. Sure. And yes, I did. And I used to play with my little Sylvanian animals, mm. and they all used to act out all of the songs. Amazing. And they had such a brilliant time. And it was very, very over the top and theatrical. But just me on my own in my bedroom. Fair enough. Right. So, what about yourself, Chris Greer? Um, I mean, again, without retreading old grind, '93, I was not listening to Meatloaf at all. <laughs> um, I knew the um, singles in the charts absolutely, yeah. and I definitely have a background of knowing Meatloaf songs. Uh, through the 80s, uh, Ballad of Hell was definitely an album that got played mm. in my house in Belfast. I think my mum and stepdad went to a, a, a gig, a meatloaf gig in Belfast in the late 80s. Um, and they said it was amazing. And I, From their description, it sounds like I would have... I, I probably would have hated it at the time, but I wish I'd seen it. He had like the, a huge Harley Davidson as, as the backdrop he where did. he was... Everyone was kind of climbing up over that and there was loads of backing dancers and lots of drama. And he would mop his sweaty forehead with a handkerchief and throw it into the crowd instantly. Ooh. He was just going through hankies at a rate. Oh, I think um, it's like a COVID ward. Oh, that's, oh, that's probably where monkeypox began. And so he was a great showman, it sounds like. And well, wow. He always said he was an actor first and a singer well, second. Well, indeed, he's from a theatre background, isn't he? And so, he always looked like a kind of haunted... Um, kind of like waiter didn't he and that sort of ruffly like a oh, loads like of a dead lounge singer or something I would say more yeah. like a haunted haystack haunted haystack mm, my favourite wrestler nice yeah. uh, but so I knew Meatloaf I knew who he was um, you knew Meatloaf I, mean, hey, I don't like to brag <laughs> but I absolutely wasn't listening to this album in 93 at oh, all fuck yourself no. no I mean you know I was in sixth form college and you could not avoid the lead single from this song because yeah, it was sure. number one in the charts for fucking ever yeah. and there were you know I hung about in the lower common room where all the garibos hung about and right. there was a there was a vein of them that thought shit like this was cool uh and they were wrong uh, mm. but uh but yeah so I, I i was fairly disdainful of this at the time i'm pretty sure we can agree right at the start that even if we end up enjoying this album it was never cool oh fuck no, no. it was never I, don't, I can't imagine they ever intended it to be no. they can't have ever thought oh, this we are fucking cool because again this is 1993 
They started recording this in 91 yeah. when the, the grunge thing was really starting and the, the alternative rock scene was coming through and knocking the shit out of all those old rock bands. The, apparently, this was almost a joke in the music industry. They thought it was going to flop massively. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. thought it was going to be a total risible uh, joke at the end of it. And it ended up being a massive selling album. Of course. Because there's a lot of very uncool people out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. You have to remember that uh, no matter how many people are listening to um, Alice in Chains, an awful lot more are like, oh, yeah, but a bit of me. Admiring their crystal dragons. Well, quite, quite. I mean, so in terms of like just how big this was, right, uh, we are talking about it because it went to number one, and it went to number one in September of 1993. Mm-hmm. At this point, uh, it was only number one for one week, yeah. but it went back to number one four times before the end of the year, and in total was number one for 11 weeks. Wow. So this is fucking huge. This is a massive, massive album. Um, it sold over 14 million copies worldwide so far. It is So it's obviously... That's big. It's nowhere near the size of, of Ballad of Hell. No. Because Ballad of Hell is, has sold over 40 million copies and still sells about 200,000 every year. This is, this is the thing. It's, like, it's interesting to remember because like, we're just that little bit too young, really, to know, remember actually... It, this was more than that. It was an actual cultural fucking phenomenon. It absolutely was. It was like in every single household. Yeah. Every household had a copy of Ballad of Hell. It is on record as it's the fourth longest run on the UK album chart at 522 weeks behind Rumours, Dark Side of the Moon and What's the Story, Morning Glory. Yeah. It is still the highest selling album in Australia, for example. The Battle of Hell is that sort of size. Oh, wait, wait, okay, maybe that's faint <laughs> praise, possibly. <laughs> Just ahead of, of uh, Kylie and uh, Midnight Oil. Um, it is, it's still the fourth highest selling album of all time. Uh, do you want to have a go at what the other ones are? Do you want to have a guess the other th- the other top three? One of them is going to be Whitney Houston. One of them is well mm-hmm. the Bodyguard soundtrack. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Thriller is anymore. Yeah, it is still is thriller, is. Is. thriller is. Okay, and then we're going to go um, greatest hits included or not? Uh, no. Is it going to be someone awful like Celine Dion? No, no, no. It's <laughs> a very, very credible rock album. Oh. A very credible rock album. Yeah. Australian uh, background. Australian background. Okay, it's not John Farnham. Um, Australian. Oh, was it NXS? No. Very credible. Australian. Classic rock. Late 70s. I'm going to really kick myself when I appear. Uh, ACDC's back in black. Oh, fucking ACDC. Back in black. Are they Australian? Yes. Uh, So, yeah, Battle of Hell, the first one, is that size. It's the fucking behemoth of an album. This one is another very, very big album. So uh, it outsold what they thought it was going to do. It's another one where Meatloaf conquered the world again, yeah. you know, 25 years later almost. Which sounds like a really kind of bad B-movie from Troma, doesn't oh, it? Oh, you'd watch it. You'd yeah, absolutely watch Meatloaf would. Conquers the World. Um, just And the thing is, the, when I said about Jim Steinman uh, and him, we're going to record the follow-up. It was going to be called Renegade Angel. No. Which Renegade is Angel. Just an amazing... Mm. Uh, title for an album that would have been Bad Out of Hell too, uh, but this was back in 78 Simon had written a lot of lyrics he knew exactly what he wanted to do but he had his lyric book stolen at one point and Meatloaf got ill lost his voice in the middle of a tour so it was shelved Steinman put uh, his own album out called Bad for Good in I think 81 uh, and then he, Steinman throughout the 80s was also doing other projects mm-hmm. he was writing for other people he put together an old female group called Pandora's Box uh, who released an album in 1989 and some of those songs were also uh, transferred yeah. onto Ballad of Hell too. So he was kind of building up a store throughout the 80s of songs that would become this album, really. Before we get into it, am I yes. the first female guest on this podcast? Yes, you are. Yeah, you are, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah well done. We're finally breaking <laughs> the barrier. Yeah, well done, Jenny. I'll be honest with you, you didn't have to throw yourself in front of that horse. We would have let you on. <laughs> hey. Uh, but yeah, okay, so this is a huge album. Dave and I weren't listening to this at the time. Jenny, huge fan, probably part of the fan club, got the badge, all that sort of no, business. No, literally, no. I just I just had this <laughs> album, and my dad had the cassette tape of Bat Out of Hell. Uh-huh. So I then, after this, got into that. I mean, again, this but is... I've like, not listened to any of Meatloaf's other albums. You know, I'm not missing no. out. No, exactly. Um, in 93... If this was the album that your dad bought you, yeah. did you also have a variety of other albums that we could compare your listening tastes to? Or did they come later? Was this it for they, a while? They came later. This was kind of So Meatloaf was your thing for a while. <laughs> this yeah. was it for a while. Amazing. For a little while. That will <laughs> this is shape, music. That'll shape a girl. I was into Take That. <laughs> but then it was Take That. Oh, sure. Really. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, maybe from about 10 or 11, probably. Right, Take, yeah, take sure. That. And then I got over that by about 12, 13. And oh, I was you're into more fast. indie stuff. Moving through uh, the genres. Yeah. Like so Madonna, it, just just a chameleon. Okay, well, I'm good with that. So we uh, have a look at the album cover, as is ridiculous as it is. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, if you've seen any other Meek Love covers, you know that there's a, a style that he goes for. Yeah. Now, so, I did have a massive poster of this on my bedroom wall. Oh, God. <sighs> wow. Jeez, wow. You know when you go into HMV and they've got the, the rack and you, you, you go through the rack... Yeah. yeah, and you'd never buy any. Yeah, yeah but I, d- I used to buy them all Amazing. the time, and oh, wow. I had well, this. Well, please describe what this poster would have been on your, your wall, please, Jenny. Well, there's a giant bat on the... Uh, what's, what's, is that the Chrysler building or something in New York? Uh, Empire it's, State it, Building? Or something, One of some sort of New York building, and you've got um, a damsel in distress angel tied mm-hmm. to the top of that building, and then you've got our hero, who appears to be... I don't know, like Riff Raff from the Rocky Horror Show. Perfect. But with brilliant pecs on a beast of a motorcycle. Obviously. Yeah. It's going to be a Harley Davidson, isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah. He's he's going to attack that giant bat. Great. What appears to be the light of good. All drawn in a very fantasy style. It is disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. I, I mean, mean, it's it, amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's certainly it's certainly a, a, a good piece of imaginative art. It's certainly iconic. It yeah. certainly is. You, That's what you I look wrote at in it, my notes was iconic. Yeah, you look at it in in terms of, beside the other stuff that is on the shelf at the minute, you know, so the other albums we've done recently, Mariah Carey, UB40, etc. It stands out from what they're going to be putting on their covers. Yeah. Yeah, and this is very much like, you know, it tying in with the cover of Bat Out of Hell. Yes, yes. And that was done as a marketing ploy. So the people that bought the Bat Out of Hell album would come and buy this. Makes sense. I mean, Absolutely. it's going to be a tougher but ultimately more satisfying wank than the Mariah Carey album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that tiny woman might be quite hot if you look really closely. As I say, you've yeah. got to overcome the challenges. It's more challenging, yeah. Well, yeah, it is exactly what I would expect from a Meat Loaf album cover. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's done well. Yeah, he's, 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 he's bought his A game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Bat Out of Hell 2, colon, Back, back into, into Hell. hell. There is seventy five fucking minutes. Of yeah, this. they've filled this CD. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like literally filled yeah, it. Yeah. Um, having said that, there's not that many tracks. Well, how many have we got on here? Uh, well, it's uh, eleven tracks, but a couple of those are like there's a spoken word bit and there's an instrumental. Well, you say that, but the the, the spoken word bit and the instrumental are two and a half minutes long. Each. Oh, sure, so it's not yeah. like we're talking about thirty second instant. It's just that everything yeah. else, yeah, it's crazy. It's like four and a half yeah. hours fucking long. <laughs> anyway, so let's crack on with no further ado with the mm-hmm. first track which is uh, you may have heard it before i would do anything for love brackets but i won't do that okay and this was 
an absolutely massive single. It's reached number one in 28 countries uh, on release. Spent seven weeks at the top of the UK album chart, or UK singles chart, making it the most successful single of the UK that year. Yeah, and if you've, if you've heard the single version, we're not fucking around with this. None of that, none oh, of your true. pussy singles version. This is the full 12 minutes. 12 minutes long, 12 this is. What, the, the single? No, no, this album. I've had relationships that lasted <laughs> less. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the vocals don't even come in until nearly two minutes into this. It's, it's an absolute ridiculous beast of a song. There's a lot of this kind of, like, stereo chopping and yeah. weird kind of... Uh, yeah, just kind of production-y stuff. We'll see some more of that later in the record. Yeah, but it, it, it's a ballsy move, if you ask me, starting your album with a 12-minute song. Well, the, thing, the question is, how do we follow one of the most beloved, most overblown rock operas of all time? Yeah. Well, it's fucking 12 minutes of this shit. Yeah. On steroids. Off we go. I love the intro to this song. I think it's brilliant. And I it don't care if it goes on for five guitars years. And I, think it's, the build. I think it builds the atmosphere yeah. to yeah. the song. I mean, it's this is less of an album. We'll say this repeatedly throughout this, I think. This is less of an album and it's more of a stage show that just doesn't exist. Yeah. Yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True, there's still time. Well, there's Meatloaf the musical, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I doubt he's going to have a lot of creative involvement. <laughs> Uh, it, it begins with the guitar that's being played to sound like a motorbike revving as well, which harks yeah. back to the original Ballad of Hell. Isn't yeah. that on that? So it's it's, it's you know definitely showing that this is the sequel. We're picking yeah. up where that left off. Oh, here we go. You see, we're now like I say, nearly two minutes in, and here he comes, like an emotional goat. Oh, lovely! It's a lot higher voice than I remember Meatloaf having. Mm. He really is uh, up the register there. So to speak. Well, on Bat Out of Hell, they had to speed up um, the album for it to fit on vinyl. It was like a couple of minutes too long to fit on the vinyl. Oh. To fit on vinyl. So they had to speed up so he sounded like he had a higher voice. Oh, so it was just pitched does. up. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Well, well, well. So there's a little factoid. Thank you. Lovely. Shift the pitch up. Indeed. Uh, the single version was nearly eight minutes long seven minutes 52 yeah, so they haven't yeah so I they've mean, cut off I guess the, the real nonsense bit that? of the intro um, I but don't suppose they could cut any more out of it than that though, well, or else well, they'd just be they could have tried <laughs> yeah I mean I'd, <laughs> I, I, I've got a feeling if you gave me 20 minutes and a set of scissors <laughs> I could get this down to a fucking fairly manageable <laughs> like four, four and a half yeah. yeah I know that I listening to the album version the, t- the full 12 minutes I did get to eight minutes yeah. and start thinking When's this gonna? End? This is still happening, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I know, I, yeah. But what you, and when you were th- saying when's this gonna end, what you were thinking about was my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, I, look, there, there's nothing good about this song, and the only reason there's nothing good about this song is because everything about it is great. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like in the most earnest era for rock music, there's this inflated, pompous, ridiculous song, right? Yeah. It's fucking number one forever. Forever. I, I hated it, right, when I was... Th- but, oh, but you were cool. Yeah, well, I wasn't cool. Well, you no, I just, wanted I, to be. I, yeah, yeah. Put in on the pretense. Uh, I was so done with it in 92, but I tell you what, man, coming back to this song now, I wouldn't change a fucking note of it. I wouldn't change oh, okay. a note of this song. I, it, yeah. I, I love it. In, in, in all its ridiculousness, right? It I, is I, an absolute lesson in a brilliant in writing a brilliant rock opera, isn't it? Rock, uh, yeah, it, absolutely. It's absolutely amazingly cinematic, and I mean this, this bit that's coming up here, this this yeah. drama, this yeah. rising uh, drama. 
It feels like a galloping horse, doesn't it? Exactly. It's getting there. Ooh, and the, the, it? When it's getting to the pre-course here, we're getting towards the course. And it and slows down. Boom. 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 Bam. That's, yeah, it's magnificent. It's like, it's like missing a timpani drum almost. <laughs> yeah. That, <isn't> it? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you have to fucking, like, you have to stick your tongue as far in your cheek mm. as it goes and just fucking release your cynicism, right? Right. Because if you look at this through, you know, you can you can understand why people would sneer at this at yeah. the time, right? Sure. Yeah, it's easy to sneer at. It's risible, but it is also fucking brilliant. Yeah, I mean, and see, from my perspective, when I was nine years old and viewing it through that kind mm-hmm. of naive and no lens of no... Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was absolutely magical. You're like, oh, it's like the never-ending story, yeah. but for grown-ups. And a big sing-along chorus. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Krista, where are you at with this? Um, I think I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's stupid fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think... Uh, you know, I don't think I would ever want to listen to the album version of this again. I'm fine with a single version. Um, I, I mean, I, even that's stretching. It's stretching it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, if this is on, I'm like, yeah, fine. I, again, I don't think I'd put this on on purpose, but I'm more than happy for it to exist. I, I, that's exactly yeah. where I'm at with it. Yeah. Um, there are bits of it I really like. I love that bit that we just talked about. Um, uh, the ridiculous backing vocals that are all over this. The line that goes, some days I just pray to the god of sex and drums and rock and roll. Yeah, I mean... Uh, that's Glorious. I mean, dr- dr- I had particular issue with that. Oh, me too. I thought it was. Oh, and this guitar solo. It sounds r- stupid, but yeah, fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I mean, there, there isn't a guitar solo on this album that doesn't sound stupid. No, fair. The, uh, these, these backing vocals, this choral backing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now this this has gone full on straight away. Yeah. This is out of the gates, full on nonsense. Yeah. But that poses us with a very, very interesting question. Yeah. Which is, how do you fucking sustain this for 75 minutes? Well, well you're you, about to find it. Well, you, do, you don't. You just play this one for 75 yeah. minutes, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite that long. Um, there is... Uh, I think, I feel like we can't talk about this song without talking about music video, though. That oh, is an fair play. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. art. Art. Do you know who directed it? it was Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Well, and you can kind of see that, you, yeah. Right, yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's the one where... What is it? He's basically the, the Phantom of the Opera? Oh, Beauty, and the, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, one, yeah. yes. And basically what they've done, which I really, I'm, I don't know, think it, it really stands up in today's day and age, is he's replaced um, the woman that actually does the vocals on the, uh, on the song yeah. with a very, very attractive woman. I mean, she is chef's kiss, isn't she? Mm. And, uh, yeah... It just I, I, all feels a little I, bit because I looked. I was like, that woman, the, the woman that actually sings on it, she must be a monster or something. So like, I googled her and she's she's you know a relatively attractive woman. Well, she's a pop singer from Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. I, I, all she I was, can remember is is there a a, a a vast balcony of breasts? She was a yeah. Right. Yeah. There you very. Go. Right. Very booby, uh, wenchy lady. Wenchy lady. Yeah, (laughs) but very beautiful lady. From Winchester. Yeah. Right. Um, But the thing about the woman who sang it, because, again, I'll see if I can skip to the bit where the female vocals... We're now seven minutes into this song, by the way. Seven and a half. But uh, let's get to the bit where... Well, as I would put it, just over halfway. Well, quite. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the female vocals come in in a wee minute. Um, And the story behind that, this is a bit fucked up. So, essentially, uh, the woman... uh, She's, oh, this, yeah. she's called Lorraine Crosby, and she is a club singer from Newcastle. Uh, she was uh, ma- being managed by Jim Steinman at the time. 
There she is. Yeah, these, these are the vocals. And this fits perfectly for the song yeah. as well. Yeah. It basically it sounds like Bonnie Tyler, which is mm. kind of what you'd expect from a Jim Simon song. Um, and when visit, she was visiting the company's recording studios on Sunset Boulevard while, while mm-hmm. kind of getting ready to record her own stuff, and she was asked, "Oh, could you just do guide vocals for Meatloaf while you're here?" Uh, we're recording this single. She was like, "All right." She went in, sang it twice through. Never thought anything more. Um, and uh, the other people who were supposed to be being asked to do the actual vocals for the album were Cher, Melissa Etheridge, and Bonnie Tyler. But they ended up saying, actually, do you mind if we just use your vocals? Because they worked really well. But she's uncredited. Because she uh, she did it just as a guide vocal. They don't have to credit her. She gets no royalties from this song whatsoever. One of the, like, like I say, the biggest single of, in the UK of the year, one of the biggest albums of the year. She gets nothing from this Do you song. Jim Steinman sent her a lovely bunch of flowers, though. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, uh, some, some uh, leathers for her Harley Davidson, which she definitely I mean, has. I'm telling you, that's not paying a heating bill in fucking Tyneside. No, Fuck no. Not in this no. day and age. Not in this day and age, mate, no. Oh, yeah. no. She'd probably not, get on not, a bit with her arthritis. That's now. not <laughs> filling up a tank on a, on a lady's Harley. No, no. way. <laughs> lower, lower hand, uh, lower uh, oh, the leather, beam, The I leathers imagine. are very thermal, though, aren't they? Oh, oh fair true. enough. The yeah. leathers are very thermal. You know, she's just credited as Mrs. Loud on the album. That's M- Mrs. Yeah, Loud. Mrs. Yeah. That's her nickname. That's it. I think. Yeah, which is also what she called her debut album, which she didn't release until 2008. I think maybe she just like I was so disinvolved. Yeah, she's just, she's just like she just couldn't stop being angry. Yeah. <laughs> no. it's like, I, 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 I did what? Anyway, yeah. right. And in defence of this woman, like at the end of the video, right? Yeah. Meatloaf goes from being the monster turns back into Meatloaf. Yeah. And I just kept thinking to myself, why instead of turning into back into Meatloaf, couldn't he just turn into a more attractive man? Oh, true. If he's got the the part of change, got the balls to just uh, more attractive than Meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> come on <laughs> does anyone want to hear my meatloaf based joke oh absolutely so I was thinking about starting a covers band mm-hmm. called Gravy mainly we're going to cover meatloaf oh well there we are I like it I'm in I mean I'm fuck absolutely in, in. I'm not, Brilliant. not two of I, you I'm not going to I'm not going to lie I, I did steal it off the internet oh did you oh, oh, right. oh. sorry about that oh, fair enough but yeah. I thought it was good enough that's, to that's share that's a goodie that's a goodie mm-hmm. I like it no, it's, I mean, it's a good joke I mean I'm sad that you tried to <laughs> sullied it sullied it but yeah sure okay well I think this is absolutely you know it's perfect for what it is it's fine for what it does I you know will probably not listen to it again on purpose at all oh, no. but God, no. as it is yeah it doesn't well, you show. never know. You might have to because it might end up on our playlist. Well, that's also true. You never know. Right. Okay. So, um, right. Okay. So, how do you cover that? Track two is right. is now called. Uh, I mean, what a fucking title this is? Life is a lemon, and I want my money back. I mean, that's another thing Steinman always did was he went full on into stupid titles of songs. This is driving. Okay. I mean, I mean, this this sounds to me. I just immediately it's like. Oh, is this Ozzy Osbourne doing Queen covers? Oh, yeah, okay. Because he really does sound like Ozzy there. Yep. I like that uh, riff, though. That's all right, though. Come that's on. good. Yeah, no, exactly. That riff gets me. Come I'm, on. I'm, I'm, I'm immediately more into this than I am the first one. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this guy's taking me for a walk. Yeah, mate. I, I, obviously, you know, we were saying that uh, we, we didn't have the album at the time, you and I, Dave. I've never heard this song before in my life, obviously. Oh, hang on, here we go. Meet, uh, my note here is Meat hits the strident action figure vocal. Oh, nice. Yes, yes, he does. Action figure vocal. Yeah. But yeah. No, uh, how, long is, right. how long is this one? 
this comes in at a measly eight minutes. Yes, yeah, so, which means I don't know 20, about... 20 minutes for the first two tracks. Yes. Yeah, true. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like that Sugar album we did was only about 26. <laughs> I mean, mate, that is, I'm, like, I'm putting that in toddler terms. That is, uh, that is 12 episodes of Pepper Pig. Wow. <laughs> wow. Life is a lemon and I want my money. Now, as a child, Back. I never liked this one as a nine-year-old girl, nope. oddly enough, because uh, the the term lemon, like, you know, uh, it didn't mean anything to me, so I would just be picturing in my head an actual lemon oh. rather than a defunct car. Right, okay, you sure. You because yeah. I wasn't a child Dell boy or an American teenager. Or, yeah. yeah. So... But yeah, it, but, it didn't, didn't but, conjure enough dragons. But even uh, the the music was it not what you're you're after? It's a bit well, too. Well, I mean, the Sylvanians dark. did kind of get into it. Oh, okay, good. The, good there was some Sylvanian uh, action. One of my favourite bits is coming up in this scene. I think. Oh yes. When they start when they start doing the chanting, the what about the? Yes. Oh right. Now that I liked that bit because he says he's going to stick something up his ass. Oh, well, that, that is one of the most your, ridiculous things I've ever your heard. Yeah, up your it's, it's, or something. I, I, I literally air punched when I heard that. I was like, <laughs> oh, you come on, meatloaf. Yeah. Money. Sounds so, so much like Ozzy there, though, doesn't he? Can't, oh, definitely. He I've got to say, I like this song more as an adult as like, than oh, really? so I did as a nine-year-old. I wouldn't say I was into it, Krista. Well, come on. I mean, it's a bit on you're the nose. Oh, no, I'm, I'm into this. <laughs> I'm, fucking, fucking, I'm not having anyone. Like, I'm not having that. This is a fucking oh, here tune. Oh, we are. This is what we're talking about. It's defective. Oh, oh, this is stupid lyrics. It's incredibly stupid, this bit. And it's like just ratcheting the whole thing up. And it's also on the nose with all the the car puns. Yeah. Just pun after pun. But. Oh, nice little minor key changer. It's all done with a sense of humour, isn't it? You know, they're not taking this seriously, really. I mean, it's not a joke album, but it's not. I think they know that it's kind of silly and overblown and I think they definitely know that yes they're, yes. they're in on the joke I think a bit. I, I, I think you can't call the song Life is a Lemon or One More if you're not I no. guess no, you'd, you'd hope they were oh no key change there everything oh, is defective by the way At least it's infected <laughs> what about your cock it's infected as if he's seen his cock in <laughs> 10 years at that point Amazing! Oh. Did you hear the fucking? They, they fucking pushed the fucking uh, pushed the vocal on that as well. Did you, oh, you, absolutely! You, you, you hear Jim Steinman in the studio just going a uh, little bit more of that. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Midloaf. Now this is very long again, isn't it? This is eight this minutes. Is eight yeah. minutes long, eight yeah. Minutes. And this is the thing, right? We're now uh, coming up. It was three fifty. We're out of the minute. Three minutes fifty. This song is done. Yeah, oh, God, this I song is over right now. Yeah. I mean, to me, but that was the climax. When you get to kind of towards the back end of it, yeah. there's a beautiful bit. I mean, there's, there's Do you know the bit I'm talking about? I mean, uh, uh, back, back, yeah. Oh no, that's amazing. That Let, let's skip to that because that is and quite glorious. He, he like turns into a human saxophone. It's ah, there's nothing I want more. I, I mean, it was a glorious saxophone. Yeah, right. Put it away, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're now up five minutes into the eight, and yeah, he's about to uh, just repeating itself, isn't it? Okay, what do you want? You want to use what? Oh, okay. Fucking brilliant. 
I did wonder how they were going to keep me interested for the, the three minutes I was going, surely the rest of this is dead. No, it's worth bearing it. with it. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, but the last three minutes are just guitar solo as yeah. well. Yeah. It's just three-minute guitar solo outro, which, again, I'm not... I don't mind that in general. I don't think it's neat. This song could do with a three-minute trim. Yeah. You know? But... Uh, I love the drama and I really like that guitar riff I do think that works very very well fair enough yeah right okay let's uh, let, let, let's. I, I'm, I'm in favour of that one I prefer that one to uh, the first one and I quite like the first one right Jenny would you say you prefer that or are you still uh, more of a fan of uh, no I'll I'm do sticking for love. with uh, I'll do anything for love gotcha alright then uh, well track number three is another single it was the second single uh, come out in February 94 it only got to number 11 well, this is Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through. Now, see, I'd like to point out at this oh, yes. point as well that I heard this song many, many times mm-hmm. um, when it was out, and it was only yesterday, looking at the album, that I realised that it's Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through and oh, yeah. True. Oh, I always yeah. thought it was Come True. Right, see, I always assumed that people... Because I, I did hear people saying Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through, and I assumed they were wrong. I assumed they were saying it wrong for some reason, for a long time, for a couple of years at least. Mm. Yeah, because it makes no sense. But yeah, so this is the song anyway. Okay, so Angelina Jolie was in the music video. Yes, she was. And another Michael Bay directed one. But yeah, this is Ali Jolie. We've got a little bit of driving bass underneath it. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, one of those. Um, This was originally a song on Steinman's 1981 Bad for Good album as well. This is one he he wanted immediately to be on the follow up, but didn't have time to do it. So I'm not going to lie, it could have fucking stayed there. No. It's, it's more downbeat and sensible sounding. It's shorter. I'll give it that. There is. That's very true. It, it feels bland um, in comparison to the other two. Just yeah. Whereas the other two, I don't two, think it works at this point in the album. Yeah, what well, do you think? You could have gone up another notch at this point. Do you not have to bring it down? Possibly you do, but not necessarily in this way. Right. Because this this just feels like a bloated rock song to me. It doesn't feel like a like a supercharged kind of fun thing in the other ways this just feels like very on the nose and quite serious and it kind of almost undermines the other two because you're like oh, okay. oh hang on is this the tone right mm. oh, so, oh no, yeah, it's a very different tone I suppose yeah, yeah. Got a very nice screechy sax solo coming up yeah. good and he's doing some lovely quivering goat vocals I'm a quivering big fan goat. of the quivering goat I think I saw them at Reading 93 oh. and this is a uh... my Sylvanians used to cry should they cry? They did, yeah. <laughs> this was a romantic bit for the Sylvanians. Oh, I see. A bit of because I would put the whole album on, and the whole album would be acted out by my Sylvanians. God. There's a couple of favourite lines I've got from this. Uh, Once upon a time was a backbeat. Once upon a time, all the chords came to life, and the angels had guitars even before they had wings. Yeah. I mean, that's some bullshit nonsense. The angels had guitars but even before they, they had, had wings. wings. Yeah. Well, I think the whole point of the song is supposed to be about, like, you know, the magic of music and what it exactly. can do to uplift you and, and I mean, help you exactly. in a, in a dark sa- It can time. save your life, music. Yeah. Let, let, let's be clear, though, right? Yeah. If you were a being, celestial or otherwise, yes. and your existence was essentially sky-based, mm. I suspect you'd prefer the wings. Well, they could be more useful in day-to-day. Day-to-day, But would yeah. they be as much fun? I, would, I don't know. I mean, because, like, I would be like, okay, we've got these guitars... No one suggested we know how to play them. Yeah, uh, true. And I've got to get from this cloud to that cloud. How the fuck am I doing that? I've got no wings. Mm. Really? Oh, here they are. Fair long enough. Legs. Oh. Maybe they've got that. You're thinking of giraffes. 
there's uh, another line I do love. You're never alone because you can put on the phones and let the drummer tell yeah. your heart what to do. Keep on believing. Keep up. <laughs> It's one of those ones, it, it, like you say, it is, it's about the power of music and it's healing powers and when you're in a dark place it's, it yeah. can lift you out of the, the, the mire and all that business. And the video was very weird. Oh Jesus Christ, I watched the video for this. Yeah. And it's, yeah, well, it's a load of people in but, yeah. sort of bad times of their life. Yeah. Whether there's a bit of like sort of gang violence going on and I think Angelina Jolie's got an abusive family or something like that. But yeah. Like Voight. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and exactly. And then Meatloaf kind of He's he's almost like an angel rescuing them yeah. and saying, "Well, come with me. Listen to music. Come on, come over oh, this way." Uh, yeah, but what? Not this music. Well, apparently, apparently. And things. I'm a sucker for for songs that are kind of about music. You know, songs that are referencing their yeah. themselves, saying, "But music's so brilliant." You know, I've I've often said that that the outro for Kiss, "God Gave Rock and Roll to You," yeah. still gives me goosebumps about yeah. the power of rock and roll. Joan Jett, I love rock and roll. Great yeah. tune, you know. Um, Bob Seger, old time rock and roll. Abba, thank you for the music. Great. I want to rock. I want to rock. There you go. Fucking brilliant. Dead Prez, hip hop. Yeah. Songs about how good music is. Fantastic. I love that. This one's not making it to your it's list. Does not, doesn't, no, it's not, not on there. It. It's right. just a bit dull. Yeah. It is a bit it dull. It is a bit dull. Yeah, it's boring. I don't, yeah. I, 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 uh, no, sir, I don't like it. No, um, and I don't, I mean, I guess maybe they picked it as a single because it's only six minutes long. But yeah, maybe. Don't get this as a single. Didn't have to pay for as much Bay action for the video. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on this. I think it's just a bit of a, a step in the wrong direction. Okay, right. Well, let's just take a quick break then and check in and see what's going on with the uh, the albums this month. Like I said, this is uh, number one the first for the first time, number one, in September 93, from the 12th of September for one week. And so that is the week that I've done the top 10 to see what else is happening. Uh, number 10, uh, and Jelly, feel free to chime in if you were aware of any of these at the time or if any of them are of particular interest to you. If you had any big posters from HMV. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> or any Sylvanian-based yeah. adventures. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop talking about the Sylvanians. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Just let me know. Let me know what the otters thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of thoughts and opinions. <laughs> and pockets. <laughs> hey! Uh, number 10 was REM's Automatic for the People, which was just, you know, we've done that before and it's been yeah. around forever. But that was one that Still was definitely 10. in my house at the time was it okay yeah. so oh that's nice yeah. that's a good one uh, number nine Sting Ten Summoners Tales nah nope. nah uh, number eight The Levelers The Levelers nope no uh, seven Spin Doctors Pocket Full of Kryptonite nope no number six Billy Joel's River of Dreams nope you're missing out on that one <laughs> uh, number five is Carter Unstoppable Sex Machines Post-Historic Monsters which is a uh, new entry new new Carter new Carter but, but yeah but notably five places down the chart indeed yes mm. yeah didn't get to number one at all and I imagine dropped pretty heavily down the next week uh, obviously we did the previous Carter album the 1992 The Love album, album and ended up being surprisingly impressed by yeah. it uh, but I have not heard Post Dark Monsters at all. I'm probably going to go away and listen to that later. Well, there you are. But it, it's there, number five. Number four, Mariah Carey Music Box, which was the last one we did. Again, surprisingly impressed by that. Don't know if you uh, listened no. to that one, Jenny. Yeah, it's, uh, we, it's actually we liked it, did really Yeah, good. we did. Yeah, really good. Uh, number three was UB40's Promises and Lies, which we also did and, and did, did not, not like. <laughs> no, what we, a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> if you imagine the polar opposite of like... <laughs> Dislike. I'll do. And then hit it with a crazy reggae beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Skank all your way to the suicide parlour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two uh, is a new entry, so it's almost the one we had to do. Uh, Paul Weller's Wild Wood. 
and you enter it too. So yeah. we almost did have to do that. Now, there's a couple of really good songs on that, but I've not heard oh, the whole album in a long time. There's something about him that makes me think he might be a bit of a prick. Oh, yeah, I just, I, I've just oh, got, very I've got Weller issues, man. I have. I mean, I think I, I like some jam. I think it's more right. oh, people sure. who tend to really like Paul Weller, I don't like. There's a lot of, well, this is real music. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that listen to Paul Weller and you're like, oh, no, you only listen to Paul right. Weller. When you want a bit of a break from listening to the real stuff, you might kind of chill out, and, yeah. ch- chill out and put a bit of ocean colour scene on. Do you oh, know sure. what I mean? They've got, and they they've all got come to fucking Brighton to buy their clothes. Yeah, mm. and they've all got cushions of the Union Jack. Yes, fuck <laughs> that. Although I do say, without a shadow of doubt, in my mind, there is no one in the UK that has got more soft furnishings with Union flags on them than Steve Lamack. Still living in, yeah, in, yeah. in that Britpop era, everything's got a union flag on it. Mm. Or, or a, uh, a mod logo. I was going to say the mod target, yeah, yeah. sure. And he still and he still like thinks, actually, do you know what? On balance, if you forget about Iraq, Blair didn't do a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Wildwood, I think, has a couple of... I mean, the singles, I thought, were very good. Sunflower and Wildwood were lovely. They're really just gentle, nice songs. I quite like Wildwood, actually. Um, yeah. I do suspect that there's going to be a, some pretty hard to cope with filler in there if I went through the whole album but we didn't have to do it because it only got to number two so we don't have to I bet we have to do fucking Stanley Road though I'm pretty sure it's going to be yeah yeah Uh, other albums released in uh, this time period and there's some some good ones here (laughs) he said period period Uh, Stone Temple Pilots released Core got to number 27 Core is not Core is not a bad album Mm -hmm. it still sounds a bit like other stuff so, right, they were still um, a bit vampiric in there. Uh, yeah, and right. I, I think it did them no favours throughout their career because I think a lot of people always viewed them as copyists. And people, I did, and, I admit that. And to be honest with you, like by the time they got to release in Purple and Tiny Songs, they were head and shoulders above a lot of what their peers... I mean, a lot of their peers had dropped away. Mm. They were still making great inventive rock music. Um, Purple in particular is a fucking brilliant record. It really is. It's a lot of, when, when, when we get to the point where that comes out, I kind of feel like we might have to do a little re-evaluation oh, okay. of that one. Have but the core is core the one with plush and sex type thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I remember those. And because I thought, well, those are just other bands that I know of. Yeah. Rip-offs. I wrote Stone Temple Pilots off for years. Absolutely years. But yeah, it got to number 27, which is not too bad, if you, you ask me, I think. Uh, Stereolab released Transient Random Noise Bursts. I don't think I've ever heard any Stereolab that I liked. Oh, I think you'd like French Disco, which you is think? my favourite. Yeah, I think okay. you'd like that. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds released Live Seeds. Got to number 67. Mm. Uh, was that the first live album? I don't, know, I don't know if I've ever heard live seeds. No, we, I don't we, think we've I got have pretty it. much all the studio yeah. albums in the house, but I don't think I've ever. I said I'm not really a live albums nah. guy, nah. particularly. I know, like our mate Darren, friend of the podcast, Darren fucking loves a live album. Yeah, loves a live album. Would generally speaking, if he can get hold of like a live set of something, he'd rather go for that. Than wow. This. Okay. Uh, and I, I, it's, I, it's think, I, I think I think you're either mm. wired that way or you're not. Yeah, well, a, a couple of exceptions for me. Uh, Porter's Heads uh, Live at the Rose Ball Oh, New York, yeah Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. well, I listened to that over either of their studio albums right. generally speaking uh, and also the I can't remember what it's called now but the Nine Inch Nails uh, live album Oh uh, Yes, what's that called? It's got a title of uh, 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 What Could Have Been or something like that. Right, sure, yeah I, I can't remember what it's called but yeah uh, Well, and obviously Depeche Mode 101 Oh, uh, God, yeah, yeah, it, you yeah. Know, yeah still yeah. a brilliant, brilliant And fucking, I'm gonna, let's just say, man, this is the first time back recording. What oh, a mate. fucking Fletch. loss, man. Yeah. Mm. Rest in peace, for Andy Fletcher. What a fucking loss. And I really, really, 
I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. No, I wonder, is it better that they go, all right, that's the Mode done? Or do they go, we're going to carry on for yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I, I'm in very, very you know, selfish point of view in that. And I've, you know, I've only ever seen them live once. And I really want to see them live again. Right, sure. The best fucking live bands I've ever seen. Well, yeah, no, we shall see. Um, another album, Counting Crows, released August and everything after. So it didn't ever get that band. I've kind of loathed that band. So many people loved them that I knew. Well, it was... Do you remember them at all, Jenny? Um, Counting Crows? Did people with dreadlocks like them? Uh, kind of, yeah. But I think you're a man who... Oh, I can't remember the name of the singer. Um, uh, when I, th- I say people with dreadlocks, I mean white people. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. I think he was. He, I think he had. Uh, I'm no black. Wh- no white. black. No black no. people <laughs> like Counting Crows. Oh, of Jesus Christ, no. Um, but they were definitely again. Uh, they were in the same way as. Um, oh, what do you call that shitty band? The, your man who went there, Dave Perner. Oh, uh, Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. It was similar to them for uh, me. That it was a bit too. We'd like to be alternative and grungy, but we're also keeping it real. I, I, right. I also and uh, multiple people will tell me I'm wrong, but I also always had the lemon lemon heads in that category as well. All oh, right, but I would I would disagree with that one. I wouldn't put you, them in the same category. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. I but no, I never got them. I never got Cotton Crows. I, th- 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 I think they did a perfectly reasonable version of Big Yellow Taxi, but that's a great what was, song. What was, big, yeah. what was their other big cover that they did? Cover version. Not sure. I've just got my. I've got fucking Mrs. Robinson in my brain, which is oh no, that's lemonade. Yeah, um, well, they might have done another one, but I'm not sure. Anyway, all right, fuck it. Uh, Morphine released Cure for Pain. Oh, what a band! What a what? Did a, you ever see them band. live? No, I had tickets and he died on the tour. Oh, that's the one. Right, um, sure. Yeah, fucking what a. I mean, th- there's a big documentary that's uh, coming out about Morphine. Is there? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah. One of my, one, I mean, like to this day, one of, one of those bands that just kind of when I first heard Morphine, it was like nothing else I listened to. Mm-hmm. It, it it was, uh, I, and it just kind of caught me. And I, I, every time I speak to anyone that likes morphine, they say the same thing. It just caught me sideways. There's something immediately intriguing about it. You yeah. wanted to kind right. of hear more about it. And yeah, I just loved it. And it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of, it hasn't aged, I think, in a lot of the ways that a lot of other stuff from around that time has. It's right. still, you know, it always felt a little bit weird, always felt a little bit left center. And it still sounds that way when you hear it today, yeah. I think. I like stuff that that kind of feels like it could soundtrack something. Mm-hmm. Like that's always been my thing with music. I think because I'm quite a visual person, so I think it's sort of yeah. it's perhaps to do with some of that. What sort and of like a, a Lynch film kind of thing? Just any, or well, just, just a, more of a just if something that conjures up something <laughs> imagery, you know? Right. And I always thought morphine made me think of kind of like quite seedy, smoky yeah, kind sure. of like pool hall or something, or Absolutely. strip club, or really kind of like yeah, really. Dirty and gritty. Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, this being '93, you weren't aware I wasn't, of morphine at the time. I wasn't aware of a strip. What a strip club was. Well, no, true. Uh, Dave, were you into morphine in '93? Was it in late, 93, later? No, you? it was late. I mean, it wasn't much later, to be fair, because yeah. I mean, they were one, they were kind of one of my stoner bands. I'm trying to. It would have been like '93, '94 that I discovered. All oh, right, so it is pretty morphine. soon. Morphine. So it was. It was, it was fairly this is early. September '93. We're talking. Yeah, I mean, right. but I mean, they're not a brand new band at this point. Uh, cure, no, Cure for Pain, I suppose it wasn't their first, was it? No, we've already seen something by them. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh Right, I'll tell you, the last one I've got on here uh, as released in this week is a fucking belter, is the Judgment Night soundtrack. Oh, wow. uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, Judgment Night was a film that came out, uh, what's your man, Dennis? Leary. Leary, thank you. 
uh, not a very good film, but the soundtrack was a pairing up of a, a kind of a rocker metal band with a hip hop artist on every single track. Yeah, uh, and it it blew our tiny little minds in '93. Oh, man. Not that we'd never heard that being done, but there were so many like bands we liked and hip hop artists we liked getting together. It's like wow, yeah. that works. And it was fucking yeah. great. I mean, if, if you've never heard it, I mean, you know, the uh, the title track, Judgment Night, was Biohazard mm-hmm. and Onyx. Yep. Um, there was supposed to be a tour, actually, that they were going to do. That would have been and, great. But, they, yeah, they couldn't do it. Then you had Faith No More doing uh, doing a track with the Booyah Tribe. Another Body Murder. Which I fucking love. I spent Brilliant ages time. learning the lyrics to that. I know every word to that song. Lovely. Helmet and House of Pain. Brilliant. It's kind of disjointed, almost kind of two-part song. But the helmet bit is Fucking brilliant. The House of Pain bit, I'll take or leave. Oh, yeah. It's some ridiculous lyrics. With Jodie Foster and Harvey Keitel. Looks like I'm walking to a living hell. Thanks. So bust that hell. And I get lifted. Filling the aspects of what was lifted. Yeah. 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 It's great. But then you've got, as well, you've got like some mix a lot with Mud Honey. Yeah. You've got. Like uh, the Seattle contingent, wasn't it? Yeah. You've got De La Soul with Teenage Fan Club. Club. You've got two Cypress Hill tracks on there. One with um, Sonic Youth. Yeah. And one with. Uh, Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam minus Eddie Vedder. Yeah. You know, it was one of those things where for someone like you or me who were into a lot of the bands and were yeah. also into a lot of the hip-hop things, this was fucking perfect. Brilliant, Absolutely mate. wonderful. And brilliant. Yeah. I mean, what's your favourite track off that album? Uh, favourite is probably probably Faith No More Booyah Tribe. Yeah, Another Body Murder. Yeah. What a fucking track. Absolutely amazing. Is, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a fucking record. Uh, and the, the same team behind it then went on to put, put the uh, slightly less successful Spawn soundtrack they did. together. In about, what, 97, 98, yeah. Yeah. And that was new metal bands with kind of dance well, not artists. Not necessarily new metal bands, but metal bands and by want of the fact that it was the new metal era, mm. there were a, a higher proportion of oh, new metal bands Oh, I see what you mean, right, there. sure. Yeah, with like kind of it, it's what Americans call EDM and the rest of the uh, world yeah. calls dance music. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, which, uh, there were some good bits on it, but it didn't match Judgment Night at all. No, but I mean, fucking the Incubus track on that is uh, familiar. It's yeah, fucking good. great with DJ Greyboy, who no one ever heard of. Never again. again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with all that forward-looking... Um, inventive stuff we just talked about. Let's get back into Meat Loaf's Ballad of Hell 2. Uh, what I will say, though, is I recently, for another podcast, had to watch Spawn again, the movie Oh, Spawn, God. For, I've uh, never for, seen it. For our friend fucking Cliff's oh, yeah. uh, Devil Times Oh, Fire sure, podcast. yeah, yeah. What a shit film. I saw it at the cinema and I hated it, and it was even worse rewatching it back. It was oh, dear. so bad. Anyway. Right, okay, well, let's get back into Meat Loaf. <laughs> This is track number four. It just won't quit. Which is yeah, kind of. And like you say, if you're counting up, we're now twenty-six or twenty-seven minutes into the album. Yeah, track th- th- four. This is seven minutes twenty-one second, and we've yeah. got plinky piano. Yes, we do. And, and, and I think here we do start to see what the problem with starting with something as strong as I would do anything oh okay is. yeah because this is pleasant enough but it, it it's on the wrong side of naff for me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I think this is pretty shit it's like this is like this is this is a this is the show tune that you go you go see a show in the West End and then you're like oh, I like that that album so much and you buy the album and this is the track that they haven't bothered to put on the album okay yeah. do you know what I mean right. or if you're actually at the live show this is the one where you'd go and get another glass of wine isn't yeah. it? get some M&M's yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, 
don't really know what it's all about as well. It's probably love, but it could be diabetes. You never know. Um, there are some lyrics in here. Is it richer than diamonds or just a little cheaper than spit? I would just like to point out what? that um, swallows' nests, right, are made up of spit. Right. And because they call it the caviar of the East. What? Swallow spit soup is a thing. And it can go, swallow spit can go forth. I, I actually looked this up on the internet. Jesus Christ. For this purpose. $2,500 to $10,000 per kilogram. The so what, a kilogram of spit. This is it's absolute are, bullshit saying lot. richer than diamonds or cheaper than spit. Yeah, but how could you get... What get, kind of spit? Wow. I, I want you to go and farm us a kilo of, <laughs> <laughs> of swallow spit. Yeah, you could just milk this swallow, please. Spit or swallow? Uh, yeah. Both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did count the the number of um, questions that are asked in this because oh, it's brilliant. just question nice. after question. Twenty nine oh. questions. Twenty nine. How many answers? None. That literally sounds like our podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got twenty nine questions <laughs> and a bitch ain't one. Hit uh, me. Another. Uh, maybe I'm under a spell and it's magic. Maybe there's a witch doctor with an office in town. And uh, why would he have an office? Absolutely. <laughs> why would he have an office? He'd have a shack. Proper nonsense. This is. Um, yeah, if I were producer, if I were Jim Steinman, and obviously, you know, God willing, someday I will be. Uh, even if I'd written this song, on hearing it played back, I'd be like, oh, let's leave that one off. We, the it, thing is, though, they 75 were, minutes long anyway, this album. Can, I was going to say, they were struggling to fill the time, uh, weren't they? A yeah. bit, you know. Honestly, if it was anyone other How than Jim Steinman. And the best thing is, if they'd, have left, if, they'd, they'd have left, if they'd have left this off and just extended one by a little bit, they could have gone for a whole 69 minute. No, if Run only, time. if only, and that would have been the that that would have been a rock and roll dream coming through. That's what he won't do for love, because he'll kill her. Yeah, if he's on top. <laughs> literally, literally, I, 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 I can't. Why, why, why is there so much of this scrotum meatloaf? Why it's, 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 it it's, just it's, won't quit? It's engulfing me. It's like it's like like when the 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 blob fires that stuff at something's mouth. Oh yeah. So, Oh. Yeah. Oh, my mouth's healed up like uh, like like Keanu Reeves in, in the Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I wish it were because all I can smell is your balls, me. Yeah. It's his balls that just won't quit. You never know. And like that's like I don't believe that 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 meatloaf was a tremor. I reckon he had a thick the thatch. Bit of the thatch. Oh, right. Yeah. Good lord. I reckon. I, re- I reckon some of that was like so undiscovered, just volume wise that. I mean, there were bits in there that were like the, the deep Amazonian rainforest. There were swallows' nests. Yeah. You know, because he had full quite... of spit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he had quite a good head of hair, didn't he? And you, a lot of the time, when a bloke's got a good head of hair, they don't tend to be quite very hairy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's testosterone I mean, levels, isn't it? Oh. oh. So maybe he had perfectly smooth testes. Oh, that would have been equally as frightening if you had also, worse. Also, imagine the state of Duncan Goodhue's bollocks. <laughs> There's a yeah. reference for our younger listeners. Oh, yeah. There we go. There's a. You don't have any younger listeners. I'll tell you what, mate. As a as a, as a fucking comedian in 2022, yeah. I should know fucking better than to be making an alopecia joke. Oh, true enough. Oh, literally, Jesus Christ. Literally, Duncan Goodhue's wife is going to show up at our doorstep and punch me <laughs> in the my face. My husband's mouth. Name out of your yeah. mouth. Duncan Goodhue. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Okay, well, uh, yeah, It Just Won't Quit does not do it for me at all. I'm, no. I'm not having that one. Uh, but the next one is called Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Fire. And I just want to, while we start this... We've all got the same note on this. I, I hope we do. I really do as well. Oh, I hope we do. Because it was the first thing that I wrote, and I really hope it's the first thing that okay. you guys wrote. Let's, let's, Shall we just all say is. it at the same time? So, yeah, this is how it starts. 
And this guitar sounds yep. like a particular artist to yes. me. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then it comes in with a bit of piano. Yep. Yes. Let's get the piano. There it is. Yeah. Oh, that sounds very much like mm. someone I'm thinking of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's some drums come in, and I go, oh, this is just fitting everything together. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Andrew, Andrew WK. WK. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? My God. Yeah, it's like, it could be an Andrew WK song, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Genuinely. I, I'm sitting here Incredible. waiting for the fucking great vocal to come in. <laughs> yeah. And, then, oh, and the double time drop. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Fuck me. And it also makes me wonder, what would a, a Jim Steinman WK oh, collaboration have been like? God. That would have been something. Is Steinman still with us? Nah, he died like, a couple of years back. I tell you what we could do though. What we could do, yeah, is we could dig him up. Okay, we could cut parts of his body up, mm. sew them together with parts of Andrew WK, mm. and we could have Frankensteinman. <laughs> hey, hey. now we're talking. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, this is pure WK to me. This yeah. is pure first or second album WK. Uh, which I'm all about. I love that shit. And it makes me... It's, you know, I remember thinking whenever Andrew WK was coming through and I was starting to enjoy it, I was like, oh, man, I wish there was more stuff like this. I never thought that Meatloaf was the one nah. I was missing out on. But it, to me, though, because it's not Andrew WK, it misses some of it. Oh, yeah. It, it, Meatloaf isn't doing the same no. thing that I would like WK to do. So it's, for me, it's, it's well-crafted meticulously executed mm-hmm. slightly underwhelming okay yep just kind of loses its power somewhere uh, yeah I think it's maybe the vocal is a bit too gentle sure he's not really I going think, for it is he yeah I think maybe if he'd been a bit more forward with his vocal it might have been a bit more I think impactful. if he was talking about the party I mean he's talking about his penis time for you to come inside and I'll be waiting there with something you'll never forget oh gosh that's his dick isn't it I, I would and never. If I saw Meatloaf's dick, I would never. That would be imprinted on the back of my yeah, eyes. Yeah, particularly yeah. now. Maybe literally. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is another one where they essentially they do a verse, they do uh, a refrain, a pre-chorus, and then the chorus, and then they just do the same things again. There's no new words coming in. It's no doesn't go anywhere. They just uh, almost like copied and pasted the first time. It's like that, isn't it? So if you if you accidentally kind of select too much on a paragraph, you want to kind of repaste uh-huh. on a word document. And it's like, oh, I've fucking written this whole document four times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And also the lyrics in this one are ridiculous cliches. And obviously Steinman likes his kind of weird cliche things and yeah. stuff doesn't he See, exactly just you know trying to be a little bit clever a little bit funny but these ones um, he's got you've got nothing to do and even less to lose that's cliche straight ahead I'm in the room at the top you're at the end of the line doesn't mean anything no. but okay it sounds kind of cool if you don't think about it um, you were only killing time and it'll kill you right back it's like is, is that deep or is that just nonsense there's a lot of that going on in this song and so to me this sounds like uh, if there was an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway, the audience shouts out rock opera. So that's what they have to do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they go, okay, what's it going to be called? And someone just for a laugh shouts, out of the frying pan into the fire. And they have to think on their feet and they just put in all of these ridiculous yeah. lines to make it sound as stupid as possible. That's what this is to me. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest with you, the one thing that we all know without a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. as we've become adults is improv is fucking <laughs> shit. Oh, I, I still do laugh at whose lines anyway. 
They, I used they, to love that when I was probably about at the about the same time yeah. I listened to this. So yeah, preteen. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think bad improv is one of the worst things in the world because it's painful and you're you're just cringing yeah. for the, on their behalf. But uh, the husband is a stand-up comedian. I've had to well see a lot of improv. Well, true. Uh, no, I think I think this is half it's a third of a good song. But there's overstays its welcome, and mm. it just doesn't go far enough. Yep, yeah, agree. there's a lot to like, but there's also, like you say, it is just yeah. the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and, and it's too long. And the outro, uh, I'll see if I can get up to a bit there. The outro to me sounds like whenever like an amateur band is playing, you know, uh, some sixth form band, and they don't know how to finish the song, yeah. and they're waiting for the drummer to do the boom, 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 uh, but they don't get it right, and they all just finish at different times. It's like, <laughs> have you not thought about this? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, nearly yeah, there, nearly there. Oh, right. Looking at each other, looking at each other. Uh, oh, 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 no, okay, that'll do. Sorry. It's like when you do a really long, like, really hard poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and then a little bit just comes right after. Oh. <laughs> Encore! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Take a bow. I think I saw <laughs> right, uh, yeah, no, not that fast on that <clears> one, <throat> but... Very, very Andrew WK. And I'm so glad that yeah, it's not just me. Yeah, yeah, that was the overriding experience. Uh, all right, so should we do track number six? Yeah, objects in the rear view mirror may... More car stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah may right. a- appear... Cl- maybe closer than they maybe, appear? May appear closer than they are. Uh, right. Oh, gives a fuck. Uh, this was the third single and the final one off the album in May 94. So I remember hearing this at the time and really, really strongly not caring for this. I didn't like this as a child. I used to think it was really boring. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dave, when you say not caring, do you mean just blasé like, or no. do you mean like, fuck this song? Oh, you know, just like, what the fuck is this? Why are you wasting our time? Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, this is 10 minutes and 16 seconds, and it's still only the second longest song on the album. Wow. Look, right? Obviously, it's very sad and it's mm. worthy. Yes. It makes yeah. this point. It creates a load of stuff like memories, and it makes the point that past trauma can dictate your current action. Right? Absolutely. And actually, for a meatloaf song, that's an unusually nuanced point. Okay. Right? Yep. Okay. My problem is the song is fucking dull as dishwater. Right. right. It's like I feel like what they've done is you know that that bit at the end of um, uh, Bat of Hell. Whether mm. and the gates of heaven, go, that, oh, that little girl, refrain. Girl. Yep. It's like they've stretched that into a tedious 10 minute song. Oh, I see, okay. You see, if this song had been maybe five minutes long, yeah. I, would, I would be able to be more positive about it, I think. But it's just so overly long. I mean, even the single version is nearly eight minutes. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Another it's very, mo- I think very moving in parts, isn't it? When you listen to the lyrics, it is quite moving. But but it, that, yeah, no, like you say, it is. A very heavy-handed kind of a way, you know. That's, that's the thing. Is, it, it, it's too heavy-handed for it to have any actual poignance for me. Yeah. Right. But you're right. It, it, it is. I, I do like the sentiment behind it because it's saying things like, oh, you know, all these terrible things happened, uh, you know, at some point in my life. Mm. And I still... Uh, feel like it's affected me. Um, you know, I, I, I still miss this guy who died when, yeah. when I was a kid and I still uh, wish that stuff was different but it still feels very relevant to me now. I like that sort of stuff. It does. It's nice. I mean, again, if you're going to call a song about that object in the rear view mirror may appear yeah. closer they are, you are really hammering the point in with, yeah. with a big yeah. hammer. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, they might as well call it old things sad make now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everything. Nothing is more than a passing thought away, no matter how far mm-hmm. back you want to go. Um, but yeah, I think the music's just a bit dull. Yeah, um, and they do all the right tropes in here. They do the the the, the soft to building, uh, trying to make it a bit more dramatic. But it doesn't do it as well as some of the other songs on here, and it doesn't do it as well as many other songs that aren't meatloaf. So, like, well, I can't be arsed. It doesn't really go anywhere interesting. It drags on for ten minutes. Yeah. I said my interest was waning somewhat by the end. Right. That's very polite. That was my polite way of saying I was bored as fuck (laughs) by the end. Probably (laughs) in the toilet or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing else to say about this. I mean, kudos for having the absolute balls to put the line in. Um, She used her body just like a bandage. She used my body just like a wound. If you watch the video, because I did watch the video for this one as well, and... The bit where he's basically the video just acts out everything in the in the song. Oh, okay, yep. And the bit where he's talking about this woman that lives on the edge of town and everything. They've got this like actor who looks about fifteen years old. This is the mm. the, the one that's portraying Meatloaf. Oh, and right. And the woman that he's banging in the back of the car looks about thirty-five. Oh, wow. It's all a bit like okay. Oh, it's cougar time. Oh, this is just child abuse. Okay. <laughs> We're just looking at watching child abuse. <laughs> Well, it may appear closer than they are as well. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, well, let's let's call it a day there for a minute, shall we? And go uh, in yeah. And have a, have, a, uh, have a little tinkle with the singles. Okay, so the singles chart in this week, September 1993. Uh, we've got a few new entries. Uh, Jenny, feel free to chip in if you can identify some of these. Okay. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm not. There's quite a few of them I'm not going to play. Like, for instance, we got Mariah Carey's "Dream Lover" at number ten, mm. which we did in our last podcast, uh, and it was one of the ones. It's a good, good, poppy little single. Yeah, it's good fun. And number nine is Nirvana's "Heart Shaped Box," which we're going to be talking obviously more in detail when we do the full yeah. album. Number eight, we've seen before, is Two Unlimited with Faces. Faces. I don't know if you were into uh, uh. Two Unlimited in 1993. Um, well, I mean, I remember the sort of big singles, but I don't remember Faces. Oh, it's awful. No, 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 there's no faces. It's just, if you think, if you imagine, you know, a Dutch bloke shouting faces, 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 it's just like that. It's just that, Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Number seven, though, this is a new entry, but it's a re-release, because it didn't do much on first release. Got this? Yeah. Yeah, we're, do you want to name it? Creep, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's Creep by Radiohead, indeed. And so this uh, is at number seven uh, on its re release. It was first released in September 92. It's one of those ones that didn't do much, then Winning. caught a bit of a ground swell and yeah. was re released a year later. For some reason, I didn't think that this was that early. 93, oh, I mean, it was 92 was the initial release oh. of Pablo Honey. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, this was where it... I think it was in the summer of 93, it started getting a lot of play in the States and that sort of big oh, okay. business. And then, it, obviously, it became a big deal and was re-released. Uh, number six we've seen before is Billy Joel's River of Dreams, which is a very stupid but great fun song. Mm-hmm. Number five, SWV Right Here, seen before. Right here. Brilliant song. Number four, Bitty McLean, It Keeps Raining. Fucking, Awful. Yeah, and terrible. Terrible. Bitty. Bitty McLean. Bitty McLean. I know. No one told him. Number three, uh, and this is a new entry. Please tell me what this is. 
Boom Tech Room by Definition Fresh Prince. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And I do remember very much enjoying this. It's obviously the most pop that I knew, because I knew Summertime, and then there was this one, which is just pure pop. This is good fun. I think, I, mean, I think in in the, the terrible band I was in at the time, Grow Bag, I think we did used to stop one of the songs and do the tick, 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 boom. Oh, did wonderful. You? Yeah. Brilliant. Get, Thank you. Get much pussy with that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The Funnily horror. enough. Yeah. Uh, number two. Quite a bit of anus as well. <laughs> <laughs> Dog anus. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, we will uh, do more again when we get to it because it's Pet Shop Boys with Go West, and we're going to be doing that album at some point. And then number one, uh, we've seen already, is Culture Beat Mr. Vane, which you oh, must remember. Yeah, oh, I do remember that. Awful. <laughs> they should have spelt that V. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's surely a male stripper's name, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mr. Who have you got for your hem party? Mr. Vane. Mr. Vane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. Uh, but we do have a, a couple other singles that came out this week. Number 12, this goes just outside the top 10. So this number 12, this one. Any, any ideas? Hmm. Hang on. Bush, isn't it? It is Kate Bush, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 1993. I don't remember 1993 Kate Bush at all. That's it, Rubber Band Girl. That's it. it sounds like Janet Jackson. <laughs> I suspect they'd probably both be okay with that. Uh, so Rubber Band Girl, yeah, uh, got to number 12. And I don't particularly remember Kate Bush in 1993 either. I wasn't uh, kind of in that frame of mind. But... Obviously, she's like the biggest selling artist in the world right now. Yes, she is. So, yeah. But that's Stranger the, things have happened. Uh, Stranger yeah. things have happened. Uh, <laughs> this one got to number 39. Sounds like Diggable Planets, but it isn't. It's a tribe. Uh, no. no. There you go. It's called Break It Dawn. Fuck it is though. It's not, it's obviously it's not PM Dawn. No. Long, no. It's, it's PM Dawn Wish they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the OGs of this sort I of I don't know what it is, but I like it. Nice. You're going to kick yourself, Dave. Oh, no, I know what it is. It's just fucking. One of the biggest hip hop crews. The most influential. Of the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. I am the man I don't know what it is. Della Soul. Is it Della Soul? Della Break it on. is it? Break it on. I've got a weird relationship with Della Soul. Like, I kind of wasn't as into Della Soul as everybody else was at the time. Right. And I do love Della Soul. And I'm all re- I, I, I do love Della Soul, but I don't have that category, that, that kind of that knowledge of Della Soul. Because uh, I've always been a bit of a contrarian. Yes, right? this is true. And no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I think because so many other people, and so many people that I kind of saw not loving hip hop were in the Daylight Soul. Oh, well. right. Okay, they were the, 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 the. There was always something else to find. I see. As much as I hate to admit it, there was always a part of my me being into music and seeking music out that I wanted to know something that somebody else didn't. I get that. Yeah. Right, you know. I I was definitely along the line yeah. sometimes. Sure. 
And so, yeah, mm. I mean, I kind of zoned back into De La Soul around Stakes is High, which is probably the next, oh, right. okay. maybe the next record they did after this. I, so I kind of know, like, Three Feet High, obviously, oh, you can't yeah. and I know De La Soul is dead, but I don't remember this track. No, it? fair enough, fair enough. Well, it, I remember it's it coming out. And I wish it, I is, it is dead nice. Uh, yeah, it's dead nice. It's, you know, typically them. Uh, it's, it's got that just nice little groove to it, a load of chilled samples, and some really nice words over the top. Uh, you know, we're talking about gorgeous lyrics and chill that stuff. Revolting Cox released their nice. uh, <laughs> cover of Do You Think I'm Sexy at this oh, point, as well, which I, I remember. For years. Oh, I, I, it's not on Spotify, so oh, I can't play shame. it. Only got to number 61. Who would have thought that something didn't t- get top 10? Uh, but there's, there's another one. This one didn't actually chart. I'm surprised that it didn't chart. Not top 75, but it is on Spotify. Double A side. Sounds like censor, isn't it? Is it is censor. It's censor. This one is the key, double uh, yeah. A side with uh, no comply. No comply, yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. I had this single. Oh, it's brilliant! I love this. Yeah. Still love it. Um, but yeah, I just assumed this would at least got top seventy-five, but because it was so big in my world, mm. yeah. you know, in the clubs I was going to, it's played all the time. Everyone knew censor. No one ever else gave a shit, apparently. But yeah, really good. Love this shit. Uh, but yeah, there, there you go. There's your singles. There's a, a, a nice little smattering of different pe- bits and pieces in there. Right, back into this record then. Right. So, um, next track is called Wasted Youth, and this is uh, an interlude more than a full track, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'll go, let's stick it on. Do we have to? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? This is Jim Steinman himself doing yeah. the monologue, and he sounds insane. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, look, let's just fucking sum this up. It's an angry poem about a guitar. Yes, and being an angry teenager? The the, the only thing I've heard that's close to this is on the first sixth album when Mikey does that poem about the fucking tree. Oh, okay. Which I also hate. I seem to think that this is some sort of carry-on from something from Bat Out of Hell or something. Oh, maybe so. I can't remember. Right, which. okay. That could be, yeah. right, extension. It, it, it may well be, but I mean, look. This is fucking excruciating. Oh, it's, it's terrible. I made yeah. it through twice out of my listens on this record, yeah. and I, I, I had to skip it after that. But and I don't understand, because, again, we've said, surely they know that this isn't serious. They're, yes. they're not being serious. Yeah, but to do this is really taking the piss. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a gear change from the last track. Certainly is. Certainly uh, is. There's, there's a bit in here. Let me see. It did leave me quite befuddled. I could have forgotten about this. And then oh, when I listened nine to year it... Nine-year-old you? What the yeah. fuck did you think about that? What the fuck did the Sylvanians make of this? <laughs> <laughs> just Mr. Beaver just going apeshit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck this guitar. Madness. Yeah, poor old Mr. Beaver. One of the rare occasions that I'd rather listen to Madness. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, obviously, I thought like when I was listening to this, I must have skipped this when I was a kid, but sure I could enough. remember all of the words. Oh wow! It, it, that explains that's a in lot. Its brain. You that's shouldn't in have this my in your brain. You shouldn't have this in your brain. <laughs> no, though. I shouldn't. There's a, there's a bit coming up where it sounds to me like he's doing a really bad Christopher Walken impression. Ran up the stairs to my parents' my bedroom. Parents' bedroom. Mummy and Shatner. daddy were there in the moonlight. This is mad. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to skip right to the end because the last couple of lines are some of the most insane shit you'll ever hear. You know I love you, but you got a hell of a lot to learn about rock and roll. 
and then it goes into the next track. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, which is called "Everything Louder Than Everything Else." Yeah. The famous refrain from the back of every Motorhead T-shirt. Indeed, made. indeed. So this is this this starts with a list of what I'm going to call red flags. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Right, yeah, run us through, please, Dave. Well, he says he's never going to be politically correct. Yep. Uh, He claims that the earth may be flat. Yep. Uh, And he asks someone to get him another beer. I mean, basically, we've lost so many people to these roads recently, haven't we? And he's done it pre-Facebook, which is pioneering. Indeed, he's like, I'm going to put this on wax so that everyone can know what a weirdo I am. I mean, literally, I'm fairly sure if you play it backwards he just says no vaccinations poison <laughs> fuck the state foil hat yeah yeah indeed it is it's pretty telling that I never I know I'll never be completely correct because he did go a bit off the rails I mean he Jesus Christ there is a strange. lyric on this though that was possibly the worst lyric Mm-hmm. In the album is on this, and he repeats it. Yes, please. What, which what is, one? Uh, um, you got to serve your country. You got to service your girl. Wow, yeah. that's oh, revolting. Gosh, yes. gosh. And then there's the whole like, who am I? Why am I here? Forget the question. Someone give me another beer. Now, where was that attitude on track four? Yeah, because <laughs> we had to listen to twenty nine <laughs> questions. Yeah. <laughs> if only someone well, who, there you oh, go. Mate, why don't you just have a beer, mate? Yeah. Oh, cheers, actually. Fuck yeah, someone had just told him that oh, like two minutes much. into yeah, that song. Why, why do you think there weren't 30, Jen? He's <laughs> <laughs> passed out. Yeah. I just point out, right, this song is about wasted youth. Yes. He's referring to wasted youth. He's very much in the first person. He was 46. Yeah. Well, when this came. 46. I'm 46. Yeah. I'm 46. I wear a baseball cap, but I know my limitations. Yeah. Right? It's not a Trump baseball cap. It's not a Trump baseball cap. No. It's no. Uh, Meat he, Loaf he, was good friends with Trump. Was. Yeah, I mean, this is it. You know, when you're saying Meat Loaf's talking about not going to be politically correct, he went balls out on that towards the end. And, you know, he was mates with Trump, uh, said he would endorse him. They, they fell out at some point as well. I think so. But yeah. uh, he also endor- endorsed Mitt Romney on his mm. campaign. Yeah. Uh, he was. You know, not overtly, but definitely on the surface anti-vax, yeah. and then died of Corona. Yeah. That's what we think, mm-hmm. yeah. probably. Um, he is on record as sharing the link to the Eric Clapton and Van Morrison song uh, that they put out about anti-vax yeah. uh, on his Facebook page. Say, it's called it a song of great interest and learning. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're funny. That on uh, I looked it up on his Facebook page. He's just posted that the link to the video and that quote, and the top comment. Uh, the post sum- simply says, uh, well, that ended poorly. Didn't he put, well, he claims to have pushed Prince Andrew into a moat. <laughs> what? Yeah. Part of me. Yeah. <laughs> what did he just turn around too fast? I think they were at a soiree of some sort. And uh, wow. no, no, he, he had some sort of disagreement with him and pushed him into a moat. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So he claims wow. he had quite a lot of tall tales, Meatloaf. Well, that's also true. I'm yeah. fairly sure that Prince Andrew's security would have shot him dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Dave, you said you've got that favourite line. My favourite line of here uh, is, I think, if you want my views of history, there's something you should know. The three men I admire the most are Curly, Larry and Moe. Oh, that's the Three Stooges. Three Stooges, yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. But this, this is the whole thing is, and again, kind of a little bit Andrew WK. The whole thing is just an ode to living your life in the moment and having a party and having a good yeah. time all the time yeah. and everything loud and everything else. And you know, I'm fine with that as a sentiment. 
I've listened to entire albums devoted to that sentiment. Yeah. No problem with that at all. But it doesn't really do anything for me, this song. That's no, rubbish. No. It's got bagpipes at the end, which yeah, it is... it has, yeah. You know, I put bagpipes, something. three question marks. Three question marks, that's after, fair. After the bagpipes. That's entirely I've fair. I've got one word here, it just says, ball bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also, there's quite a few Peter Pan allusions in this song about... Um, and Steinman has said that it was a, a huge thing for him. Uh, even whenever he was at kind of college, he wrote... a. A musical, I don't think it was ever released, about Peter Pan called, uh, I think it was actually called Neverland or the Neverland Boys or something. But it's essentially, he, he's kind of drawing the uh, the line between Peter Pan and rock and roll in as much as boys that don't want to grow up yeah. and live uh, as immature idiots their whole yeah. life. And that, there's a lot of that in this song. You know, they. Well, s- like I'm, Dave said, he was 46 when he sang it, so. Well, there's a line that says, They say I'm wild and reckless, I should be acting my age. So, well. Maybe and you know do do something. Just take care of yourself, go for mate. A, go for a run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. just get, get your jab, Eat mate. Some more salad. Yeah, uh, Meatloaf has, has been quoted in the past as saying rock and roll is about getting free beer and getting laid. And if this is the song that got him laid, then fair play. I don't know how it happened. I'm not sure. Uh, Deaf women. That could be it. That could actually be it. Yeah, I don't really get a lot of this. Um, uh, it's not, this one doesn't do it for me at all. Well, let's move it on and let's go. Good yep. girls go to heaven. Bad girls go everywhere else, including just a meatloaf's penis. You surprise! Dreadful song title again. And here's the stripper Ooh, sax. Wow, sexy sax. Wow. I mean, this is the type of shit I barely let Prince off the hook for. No, absolutely no. This sounds like uh, uh, you know if the Simpsons were doing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 exactly, doing a, a bit where she's a, uh, all alone and sad in a room. Bleeding yeah. comes mercy. Yeah, totally. I just thought you'd have been all over that, Krista. I'm surprised. Oh, mate, I, I, I thought I you'd do have love soiled that yourself over but that no. one. But... No, apparently not. But then it goes into this. And what, what's that? Er, so, yeah, this er, is completely like er. different to everything else on the album, isn't it? Insanity. Yeah. Absolute insanity. This wouldn't fit anywhere on this album. No, but when that riff comes in, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's oh, hold riff. on. Maybe there's something here. Yeah. That's in a de Vida. Yeah, definitely along those lines. This song has a history. Um, it, this has been performed a couple of times before this. Yeah. Um, it was recorded by a, a Japanese artist called Megumi Shiana. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, titled Sadness Doesn't Last and it was a theme tune for a Japanese TV drama called Whose Child Is This? <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, again, there's That's some questions the without answers that you don't need. Um, and then also Pandora's Box, the old female band that Simon put together uh, recorded this in 1990 as well. Uh, but he also uh, Steinman put this into his 1997 musical about vampires, which is something he actually did. Yeah, he wrote a vampire musical called Tans der Vampire. Oh, is there a YouTube? Or of it? Dance of the Vampires. Well, the thing is, it, it ran in Austria and Germany at the time, uh, right. and apparently it was a big success out there, really big success. But then they brought it to America in 2000. Uh, it ran into a lot of trouble, and also 9 11 happened, so it was postponed and all that sort of shit. Um, but it was a huge, huge flop. It lost $17 million, wow. closed after about 50, um, 50 uh, shows. 
Because apparently when they brought it to America, they decided that it was too serious and they needed to put some more humour into it. So they made it a bit more of a comedy. And it was, it was neither here nor there. But there definitely, there's bound to be footage of this American called Dance of the Vampires. And it sounds fucking ridiculous, but it's got songs like this in it. So you never know. I'm going to watch that. So you, you're saying, bro, you're saying that, um, that Pandora's box did this. Did you read on a bit about he stopped working and they fell out? Uh, no, I don't think so. Now, he just said he couldn't get them to shut up. Oh, oh no. At least wow. he didn't get it off the internet. Oh, though. wow. So, that. <laughs> oh, fantastic. There we go. I suppose you are paid to write your own jokes, though. Yeah, no one's paying me for that. No, that's, that's <laughs> um, people like I mean, that. I mean, there is some really, really <laughs> fucking bad lyrics in this as well. Of course there is. One of my uh, sweat is sizzling uh, on your skin in the dark, and you're desperate now for somewhere to turn. Yeah. Every muscle in rebellion, every nerve on edge. And every limb has been erotically burned. What the hell? Ooh. Erotically what? burned. Yeah. Very acidic semen. I was going to say, yeah, yeah it's something. <laughs> your pH has gone uh, right Christ, off. it's like alien's blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I guess I was probably close to that bit that you just quoted, but um, you're burning up in your bed. You've got a fever of love and there's not an antibody in sight. <laughs> What? Why do you want your auntie's body then? <laughs> well, if he'd had the bloody vaccine, well, then yeah. you know, right, there mate. would be, wouldn't Jesus. there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I like, hey, Jenny, Jenny. Oh, come on. Yes. Why are you crying? Probably because I want to go for a piss. <laughs> <laughs> and there's songs going on. Uh, there are some weird experimental sounds in here, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think they've aged particularly well. Right. It all feels a bit like low-budget horror film, doesn't it? Oh, exactly. It's all a little bit gothy. Uh, but there is a bit coming up, actually, um, where it goes kind of all 80s montage song. Uh, let's, let's get to this bit here. It's, it's, it all goes a little bit holding out for a hero, which he also wrote. Yeah. Right, here we are. I really like this bit. I, mean, I, I, can, I can definitely see this in an 80s yeah. film. Yeah, I think this is the bit I'm talking about. Oh, it's, it's, this is rubbish. Oh, I really like this. Bit. <laughs> this is terrible. This is like the breakdown in Weird Science by Ongo Bongo. Oh, right, it's yeah. very strange, isn't it? In relation Not by to Ongo the rest Bongo of the by, song. Um, Thomas Dolby. Thomas Dolby, yeah. I mean, the whole song kind of feels a bit like a sort of decoupage of different things, doesn't it? Mm. Like decoupage. It just mm. goes just a bit strange. <laughs> oh. But uh, also, I was looking at because, like I say, this was he put this in his musical about vampires like wow that happened um but he's definitely got this I kind of goth uh, undercurrent on a lot of stuff he produced the uh the sisters of mercy song this corrosion look let's not fuck with this corrosion no that's a brilliant song it's this incredible one of the greatest song. fucking songs ever written. and that's a steinman production he oh, didn't yeah, he didn't course. write it but he made it sound like that hey, and no, whenever you think no, of that you go no. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Corrosion to me. But I'll tell you uh, a couple of other songs where he was co-producer that you probably wouldn't expect. Uh, Boyzones, no matter what. Oh, I can see oh, that oh, now. You've said oh, it though. Producer oh, and yeah. co-writer on that Overblown one. Overblown shit. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obvious ones like Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse yeah. of the Heart, Holding Up for Hero, uh, Celine Dion's All Come Back to Me Now, which you expect. But the other one, take that, never forget. Again, overblown mm. shit. Co-producer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Big. The, yeah, yeah, huge, big chorus on that. That's a Simon production. Mm. There you are. But yeah, this song's terrible, if you ask me. Uh, I, I, I quite like it. Really? In a way. Okay. I don't know in what way, but I, I, 
I remember as a child. I keep going back to when I was a child, but it's the only reason I'm here was mm-hmm. because I like this as a child. Yeah, but and Jenny, as a child, being my Sylvanians had a lovely time. <laughs> it sounds like what you're saying there. What, it sounds almost like what you're saying is that objects in the rearview mirror <laughs> may appear closer, closer than they, they are. are. Wow. Maybe this is all just some sort of trauma therapy. That's mm. Oh God. Holy recording are you be experience. Healed as soon as uh, we leave this room. Yeah, I think so. Brilliant. Uh, okay, no, I'm happy. I was I'm... singing along to that one by the end when I was when really? I was listening to this. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Uh, Dave, what, anything on that one? Did you like it? Not really. Uh, it kind of made me laugh. It was more fun than some of the oh, other ones. Totally but... stupid. Right, right, let's go to back into hell. Right. Okay. So this is track ten of eleven. Now on the subject of low budget horror films. Yes. This just sounds like John Carpenter meets one of the late Elm Street sequels. Ah, okay. It reminds me very much of something in particular, but I can't think what it is. So. You know, again, if you've any hints at that, maybe it's that, but maybe it is. Uh, it sounds like the music from Doom, which oh, I that's... played a lot at around the same time. Oh, okay, well, I there was a know lot that. of the music in Doom sounded a lot like that. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Right. I mean, it, to me, it sounds like you've gone into a keyboard shop and there are four different keyboards in front of you, and you're just trying shit on them yeah. all. All right, let's, what does this make? Oh well, if we do them all at the same time, what happens? See, like, there's part of me that goes. Is there a narrative here that I should be following, and does that make this make sense? I think it feels what, like a tormented soul, right. a tormented soul breaking out of heaven. Oh right, because oh, breaking out of hell. It's sorry. Called, well, it's called back I into think... hell, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I had not even thought of that. Hell. Yeah, like, Is it the descent into hell? Maybe to go and rescue someone. Right. Or Look, something. I'm fairly sure there is a wonderful interpretive dance that accompanies. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Wow. But I don't know what's happening. It's just all over the place. It, it, it's just like fucking plinky plonky keyboard. Yeah. Uh, you what know. they what they're trying to do is just make it longer because the album's not long enough. That's so true. They, oh, they need to make it two longer. and a half minutes of filler, please. Yeah, yeah. filler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this sounds like uh, like you say. It sounds like some sort of weird horror movie stuff or the uh, music you might hear at a tense moment in Beverly Hills Cop or some eighties thing. Yeah, like, you know, you can almost you can almost hear this in like some kind of like. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, what would you call them? Fucking. Uh, no, like, sound like like some like '80s giallo, something like that. Oh, oh yeah, a bit of Argento. Yeah, yeah sure. But yeah, I mean, right. it's, it's fun enough because it's Is ridiculous. It? It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I think it's like awful. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah, fine. All right. Well, we're <laughs> on to uh, we're on to the last song then. Not track number eleven. Uh, this one was about his favourite franchises of the '80s. It's called Lost Boys and Golden Girls. <laughs> Oh mate, imagine that oh. that movie mashup. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Maggots. Barbara. You're eating maggots rose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what you're called. Maggots, B Arthur. You're eating maggots. <laughs> uh, and this is like again, obvious Peter Pan allusions. Right from the start. Lost Boys and Golden Girls. Uh, it's the shortest, you know, song in inverted commas on the whole album. It's only four and a half minutes long. It's another torturous plinker plonker, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's, it's finishing on a weird note, if you ask me. This, this is my point in general. What a weird way to end this album. Yeah. It started off with this 12-minute stomper, right. and the last two tracks on it are the weird instrumental thing, and this just fucking, like, I mean, like last come after eight wanks. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it does feel like an ending, I suppose, doesn't no, it? No, it doesn't. It does. It feels like a kind of... 
you could feel the credits rolling to a film with a really disappointing ending. Yeah, but no, this is this is like the second song on a title on a credits though. It's like when I have the big yeah. credit and it's like, <laughs> right. and here's the second yeah. song because yeah. the credits are long. It's it's a bit of a coda to me. It's like we finished, and then oh, there here's the here's this bit as well. Yeah. But as a finale, I don't think it works. No. As as a as an everything's over, uh, the lights have gone up and please yeah. go to the door. Yeah. I get it, but yeah, it's just it's slow and it's ponderous. And yeah, nothing but, is what I wrote. It's just nothing. It's like, it, 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 what it is is like it's like the 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 fail a failed attempt at cocaine sex at the end of a large night. It's like. I just can't be bothered with this anymore, right, can yeah. you? Not really. Should we go to sleep? Right. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. The artwork is amazing, though, for the song. There's a dragon in it. The artwork for the song? Yeah, in, in the... Oh, it's got its own in artwork in this, Every it? song's got its own oh, wow. artwork, and this wow. one's a, and a, a couple embracing with a dragon in the background. Oh, God. That's magical, Christopher. Jesus Christ. Can, can you, do you reckon you can get a, like a 3D image of that? Uh, possibly with a, a waterfall that moves in the background. I would oh, hope so. That's probably it. from Paradise Park. Right. Brilliant. Could, okay, yeah, brilliant. so look, that's the album. It's done. It is. That's it. Okay, so that's only 11 tracks, but yeah, we've done 75 minutes yeah. of music there. Did we get anything from Twitter? Oh, we did. Uh, we got Ben Collins chipped in saying he's completely indifferent to the music, but while he was recording this, he lived in a relatively modest house in Connecticut and coached the girls' softball team where they called him Coach Meat. So he's, he thinks at least he was probably a decent bloke. Yeah. Or, or a pervert. Or, exactly, some yeah. sort of predator. Yeah. Coach meat. Coach meat. Uh, you, that's like, that's like sounds like a snack you don't want to eat. It, it's, you buy it in uh, the truck stop mm-hmm. on a very long journey. Uh, David Burgess uh, said, it's overblown, preposterous and ridiculous. The first two com- tracks combined are 20 minutes, as, as we said. Yeah. But he says it's also sort of brilliant too. Um, don't overanalyze, just embrace the grandeur. Well, you've Which missed we, the point of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is what we, we did try and do that. We, we, tra- tried. we tried to go, all right, yeah, no, this is stupid. But if you take it at what it's trying to do, which is just pure grandeur. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Wright, has uh, said he's been looking forward to this with a sense of morbid curiosity as his van is currently littered with the smashed remains of rose-tinted glasses that you guys have stomped on in previous episodes. Sorry, Lloyd, if we've, you know, <laughs> bad-mouthed yeah. a lot of your favourite bands, but, you know... It was always fairly what likely, we do. Yeah. He said that this album was absolutely in my wheelhouse when it came out. I was still yet to branch out from the cheesy rock and discover grunge and metal properly, so we did this to death big time. Yes, it's pompous. Yes, it's full of ridiculously long songs, but I don't care. I love it. Well, that's great, man. No, that's, exactly. the way, that's the way it should be. No, totally. And, th- you know, if he's coming at it from uh, listening to it 30 years later in the same way that you're for probably one of the first times listening to it 30 oh, years yeah. later. Oh yeah, it's been yeah. over 25 years. If, if you're coming and going, oh, that was still a bit of fun, then that's fine. Yeah. That's absolutely perfect for but what you want. I think if you're listening to it every day, oh, if, if uh, you're still going, for the last 25 years, you've got problems. And maybe recommending it. Oh, what, 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 <laughs> have what you heard? Maybe? Well, I'll tell you, mate. <laughs> that <feels laughs> too. I can tell. I mean, if you're listening to it every day, what you've almost definitely got is autism. <laughs> And I, don't, don't fucking at me, neurodiverse motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got your bulletproof. No, that's not one of the side effects. It's not. <laughs> sure. Phil Guthrie. Uh, is it true the, the the tribute band was called Nut Roast? Hey. Phil, 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 you're better than that, I think. Yeah, but is he, I've met Phil. I know uh, Phil. He's, he's, he's not. not. Right, he's okay. absolutely not. Oh, fucking hell, Phil. No. Uh, but yeah, there's a few other people just chipping in saying that they know it's ridiculous, but they're still okay with it, which is kind of what you have to be if you're going to listen to Meatloaf in any way, shape or form. I feel. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for everyone for getting in contact. Anyway, much appreciated. Yeah, much. So let, let's 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 uh, let's sum up this album for okay. me. For me, um, 
it started off really, really strongly. It was full of bombastic fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't... It just kind of withered on the vine a little bit, though. It kind of ran out of... I, I either ran out of the energy and the magic, or I... Or the joke got old for me. Okay, I'm not right, sure. sure. Which, so maybe, you know, maybe I'm the wrong audience for it. I, I like a big bit of overblown pomp uh, and rock opera. Uh, you know, I'm not. Like, I'm not saying I, I hated it. I just, I, I was. I must admit, I was hoping to get a bit more out of it. Okay, it, it wasn't as funny as it could it have been. As, if you, it wasn't if, as fun because yeah. you have you only can take it that way, really. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jen, how do you feel going back thirty years later? Uh, I mean, hmm. nostalgia wise, I mean, it was great fun to listen to it again um and as a whole thing you know it is an experience there's some brilliant songs on there but yeah as an album it yeah, come on yeah. <laughs> come on dave yeah um yeah but as a as a whole album yes it does as dave says does kind of peter out a bit towards the end doesn't it but that's the thing it, but i think... think if you do like kind of just embrace it and kind of go fuck it it is what it is then it, and you just embrace the the big flying bat mm yeah on a motorcycle. That's what I was trying to do. I, I, so I don't, I don't know if I stand by that, but I, I don't have to. It's a soundtrack to said, a but... teenage Dungeons and Dragons player right. having a wank, isn't it? Oh, oh well, no, you're when you put it like I'm, that. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> What's not to like about that? <laughs> Most of it, Krista. I am not very impressed with this. I think there's a couple of good bits on it. Um, I think that there should have been probably three or four songs taken off entirely. Yes. I think if this has been a, a 50-minute album, and I'm not saying make those songs shorter, but just take some of the songs off entirely. Oh, no, I'm also make some of those. Oh, <laughs> if, you, if you could, go for that. But I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying take some of them off, uh, trim the fat, and make it um, a lot more palatable. Uh, it would be a much better album. But I still don't think I'd particularly like it. I think it's, it's stupid fun, and that's totally yeah. fine. I think if I hadn't but... had the nostalgia aspect of it, then no, I yeah. wouldn't like it. No, but this is it. You know, we're going into this first time, yeah. and it's yeah. fucking so, mental. Right. So obviously we mm. have to pick at least one song from it. Okay, right. Now, for me, this is... It's not a, an 100% it would have to be a one. It could, mm. in some worlds, be a two. Okay, but I think just due to the sheer fucking length of the songs, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, inflicting these yeah. on people. I, I've, I think I've only really got one serious suggestion for it, yep. which is track two. Life is a lemon. Life's a lemon. lemon. I want my yeah. money back. Yeah, that's the. I, I would go for that one first, definitely. And I, I wouldn't put much of an argument for any any others. Yeah, I think on a compilation, definitely track two. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got it's got the big riff. Um, yeah. It's got the the big drama at the start, the, the shouting, Life's a Lemon. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the one, really. Yeah, we'll do if, that. if you were going to go for a second, what would it be? I mean, I might do the Out of the Frying Pan one just because it sounds like Andrew WK, even though I didn't think it was a particularly good song. Yeah. But it just amuses me, and every time mm. it came up, I'd be like, "Oh, it's that Andrew WK song." Yeah, 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 yeah. But I couldn't justify putting on, for example, the twelve minute version of I Do Anything for Love. Yeah, see, that would be the only one that I would. That'd be my second favorite. Right. And that'd be the one. And I was like, oh, but no, I wouldn't want a 12-minute version of mm. it on the, on the on comp. The yeah. yeah. All right. Brilliant, mate. We'll do well, that then. Lovely. Look, Jenny, what an absolute pleasure Thank it has you been so to much. have you. Thank you for coming here. Uh, and uh, and, and <laughs> coming to here. my own house. All, all the yeah, way down yeah. the bottom of your garden. <laughs> bottom of the garden. <laughs> this, <laughs> Dave, by the way, is absolutely disgusting in here. Uh, I don't know if you've ever spoken about where you record, but it is absolutely disgusting. Well, it, 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 was, it wasn't disgusting. But, the, but basically, this is the last recording I think we're going to do 
in this little studio, which I'm in a way a little bit sad about. But mm. the, the problem is when me and my dad um, built this, it was with the caveat that the the roof on this building was going to be replaced. But what's happened is over the over the uh, the last couple of months, the ceiling has properly deteriorated, so the water has kind of got through into it's a bit moldy into bit the moldy, thing. We've got yeah. black black mold on the ceiling, so yeah. we're probably both going to have the black lung after this. Yeah, um, yeah. We've both it, got a cough anyway. Yeah, meatloaf would be proud of you for struggling through. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, bloody lungs like meatloaf. So good, good goodbye to the uh, the twat studio. Yeah, we, indeed, it's we done as well. It, we, we, we loved it here. I'd like to have had a bit more time here, but um, such is life. Uh, but thank you, Jenny. It's been a, it's been thank an you absolute pleasure. Seriously, me. man, absolutely brilliant. Thank we'll, you. We'll, we'll get you back for something else later down the line. Probably take that if you're gonna. If, if you haven't know. got anyone else, we definitely yeah. have. If you need to take some ovaries for take that. <laughs> uh, ovaries before ovaries. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Nice. All right. Well, look, thank you for listening in, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Apologies for the delay on this one. Uh, or if you're listening back to it in a couple of years' time. Just ignore who said that because yeah. there wasn't one. Yeah. But yeah, if you are a new listener, by the way, we have noticed that we've had loads of new listeners show oh, up mate. while we've been away. So strange. Um, and so, yeah, this is kind of what we do. Thank you for coming along. If you, if you want to leave us a donation and some details in that at the back, we don't have a Patreon or anything along those lines. It's all fairly ad hoc. Who knows? Um, but guys, yeah, or thank you for coming. just send us a message on the social media. Yeah, pitch, always nice pitch, to hear. Picture your ass or something. Lovely. I'm just a middle-aged woman, so don't contact me. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, you don't want the, any of our no. listeners contact. Yeah, no, don't, please I'm don't. I'm sure you're all lovely people. Please don't. I mean, mm. send, send photos of your penis to my yeah, wife. Yeah, definitely, definitely send dick pics. Yeah, send, send photos of your penis to my wife. Um, <laughs> if you could write a message on that, possibly. Yeah, actually on the penis. Yeah, on the penis. And then take a picture, yeah. Or at least okay. send like a couple of quid in donation to... Uh, yeah, if you're going to if you're gonna send a picture of your dick to my wife, that, send a tenner with yeah. that, <laughs> at least. And not to... Just send that to me. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, oh, fuck it, oh, this has gone weird. Anyway... Yeah. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter, at PCL Podcast. On Instagram, also at PCL Podcast. And Facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is pclpodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com. 